Encyclopedias give its original definition as the celebration of religious rites in ancient Greece. Nowadays, the word refers to a much less restrained kind of caper in which sex plays its fair share. But in fact, this is also what the word meant in ancient Greece. At that time, men used to meet together in the afternoon for a philosophical debate, followed a few hours later by a symposium or drinking party, which often ended in an orgy. Wives were not present, but boys and youths were. Greece was taboo-free in this respect. People thought and felt differently in ancient Hellas. Everyone knows what a science fiction story is, but you probably don't know that there were science fiction stories circulating in ancient Greece, too, though much more fantastic ones than ours. The difference between them is that the Greeks didn't regard their science fiction as utopian fantasies, They believed that their stories related to events which had really taken place. And there was another difference. Our science fiction stories, such as the adventures of Starship Enterprise, take place in the future, while the ancient Greeks looked back to a dim, distant past, to a time millennia before their own. Just imagine that the island of Crete is continually circled by a metal guardian, which has the phenomenal ability to monitor all ships heading toward the island and to blow them out of the water. No foreigner has a chance of landing there against the wishes of the island's rulers. If a boat does manage to slip through, the metal monster can direct a fierce heat at it and burn up the invader. However, this guardian robot does have a weak point. If a certain bolt on its metallic body is undone, its thick blood flows out so that it is immobilized. Naturally, only those who constructed it and their successors know the precise location of this vital spot. This story was already in existence around 2,500 years ago, and the Greeks were convinced that it told the truth about events long before their time. The robot which patrolled Crete was called Telos, and the engineers who knew the precise position of the place where the hydraulic fluid had to be drained so as to inactivate the monster, were called gods. This ancient Greece is positively awash with incredible stories. In the Argonautica, a tale thousands of years old whose origin lies buried in the mists of time, so-called centaurs occur. What are they supposed to be? The centaur is a hybrid with a male torso and a human head, but the body of a horse basically an absurdity which should be a figment of the imagination, but hybrids existed elsewhere in antiquity as well. The historian and church father Eusebius died A.D. 339, who also entered ecclesiastical history as the bishop of Caesarea and an early Christian chronicler, wrote about it in volume five of his works. The gods, Eusebius reports, had created various hybrid creatures, and they begat human beings with two wings, and then others with four wings and two faces and one body and two heads, still others with horses' hooves, and others in the shape of a horse at the rear and a human shape at the front. They also made bulls with human heads and horses with dogs' heads, as well as other monsters with horses' heads and human bodies, then all kinds of dragon-like monstrous beings, of many kinds and different from one another, whose images they kept in the temple of Belos, depicted one next to the other. 
human beings with two wings are said to have existed? Nonsense? Why then do their reliefs stare out at us from steles and sculptures in all major museums? The only difference is that they are not called human beings with two wings, because our modern archaeology refers to them as winged genie. Human beings with horses' hooves, centaurs, half man, half horse, are immortalized in images from antiquity, and they are said to have created bulls with human heads. The Cretan monster, the Minotaur, was one such monstrosity. A bull with a human head for which the Cretans had the famous labyrinth built. Could it be, then, that the ancient stories in the Argonautica are not fairy tales at all? Are they accounts of real events? And when in the endless river of time is all this supposed to have happened?